If you're looking for a community that includes worship, prayer, connections, encouragement, and the Word of God, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the God Spot Podcast, powered by Elevated Faith. Well, hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the God Spot Podcast, powered by Elevated Faith. My name is BJ. And I'm Allie. And we are on episode Five. Oh my gosh! How did we get here? Oh, it's it, it's insane, right? Uh, but it's it, it's been a good journey so far. I I love it. I love being able to um, get up on Mondays and if I'm doing you know housework or whatever I'm doing to just kind of go to any of the platforms, Spotify, yeah. CastBox, Google Music. I don't have Apple, but it's okay because there's so many other platforms out there. And I listen to us. Yes. Yes. It's, it, it's weird hearing yourself when you're not used to it. It is. It, it is. is. It really is. And uh, speaking of that, we'll make sure you guys are up to date uh, on, on where you can find the Godspot podcast. Because uh, the last few weeks, we've been adding platforms like crazy Mm -hmm. and so we're literally on every major podcast platform out there uh, including uh apple podcasts google podcasts uh we are on spotify uh we are on uh, there's breaker there's stitcher there's overcast there's uh, Castbox. There's Anchor. There's Anchor. And Anchor, I really encourage you guys, even if you're listening on another platform, mm-hmm. you go to anchor.fm uh, uh, because that's a really cool way for you to be interactive with us. You can leave a voice message. And so if you have something to comment on the show, maybe something to add that we've been talking about, we mm-hmm. can actually include that in a future episode. Ooh, we'd like to hear your voices. Absolutely. So uh, so we want to thank you guys for supporting this. And uh, what we've been saying since the beginning, this is all God, not us. That's right. Uh, you know, we have the listener count, but it's, I, we don't even pay attention to it. I don't even know it's, what it is. I don't even care. It, it, I'm just like, hey, new episode. Go listen. It, 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 it's really <laughs> cool. And we were uh, going over some of the topics that we've been covering in the coming weeks and months. Mm-hmm. And we're really excited um, about some of the stuff that's coming up. And yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. It is. It's growing. It's growing. It's growing. And God is just really good. We're just, you know, just taking it like, you know, one day at a time, one week at a time, Absolutely. one episode at a time. Hi. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and it is uh, December already. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's getting... I think we're going to do a special yes. special episode for that going into Christmas. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who can? It's a, right. it's this is like our as Christians, this That's is it. this is game time. This right. is you know, put me in, coach. Put me right? in. Right? You know, I, mean, <laughs> of course, I love this season anyways. It's a lot of parties and get together with family and with friends family, yeah. and and giving yeah. back and um so it's a really cool time of the year. It is and so reflective um you know, in remembrance of Jesus, not just as the, you know, the grown man, but the birth that he was an, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Just taking it back to that, him being an infant. And I, I thought about that at one, one Christmas. I remember reflecting, like, reflecting back on Mary, like, as a mom, watching her child grow up. Like, even though there was this specific calling on his life, this specific thing, specific right. thing right. he had to do. And just being a mom, stepping back, watching you know your child grow up knowing that one day this you know right what I'm saying you yeah. know yeah so it is kind of kind of emotional when you think about it that way the lord of lords born on hay wow right you know he came i mean the places that he deserved to be born in the low the lowest of the low but that's where he was at mm-hmm. you know and with horses uh, it, it, and cows right with, and sheep 
it, it still is hard <laughs> to fathom. And it was cold. You know, it was cold, right? Well, was they it say cold? it was. I don't know. It's it was cold. Well, we can say it was cold. It was cold. It was cold. It was cold. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Lord of Lords uh, was born uh, in a manger, and uh, in a couple weeks we will uh, have that Christmas podcast. We're really looking forward to that for you guys. Yeah. Um, but you know, talking about God and, and Jesus, we know him as. As, as many things. He has many names many. Mm-hmm. in the Bible, you know, and whatever you're in this moment, whatever you're going through, he's going to be different Absolutely. to you yes. in this moment. He might be redeemer because of something he's brought you out of. Mm-hmm. He might be healer because mm-hmm. you're he's healing or has healed you from something. Provider, Je- Pro- Jehovah Jireh. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, my goal next year is to memorize every name that Jesus is. I have a book. See, I have a book. This is a book. Yes, uh, I do have a book. There's that song, Yahweh. It's a really good song. Anyway. That is a good book. Anyway, um, Jehovah Nisi. One of the uh, things that we told you guys uh, that we were going to do was share testimonies uh, as this uh, thing keeps going on. And we both believe that testimonies are one of the most powerful ways that the word gets activated in our lives. You know, you guys heard Ali say during our. Uh, first, second podcast that uh, hearing testimonies and how God is answering people's prayers elevates her faith to a whole new level. Mm, yes, Amen. And uh, in this season where we're talking about Jesus being born in the manger and who He is to us, we want to share this episode and take some time uh, with you guys and share a testimony um, of somebody that has been re has been through a journey, has been through a storm. But through it all, God had her back and was able to bring her out of some really mm. dark places. Yes. And uh, it's going to be a roller coaster ride for the next little while, y'all. It's it's going to be real. It's going to be raw at some points. But that's what our testimonies are. We can't sugarcoat them. We no. can't uh, pretend they are something else. So don't if you're listen if you're you listen don't listen around little ones. It, it won't be you know. F bombs or nothing like that, but it may be a, a, a tad bit graphic for you know a little bit too sensitive for the little ears. So make sure you're listening on you know. Absolutely, but if you have teenagers, teenagers, this is a really good testimony yes. for especially teenage girls. And especially when we talked about because it really ties into when we talked about social media yes. and how you know it can it can be a good thing. Or it can, you know, be used for something bad. So this is going to definitely um, uh, show how something bad, though, can be completely turned around for something good because of God and who He is. And so um, I'm ex- I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So uh, I'm going to introduce you guys to somebody I've known pretty much my whole life. <laughs> um, first couple years were kind of. I don't know, but oh, and that is my sister, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm glad you joined us here. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. At the God Spot powered by Elevated Faith. <laughs> oh, wow. So as um, as you just heard, we, we just, you know, kind of put a disclaimer out there. Um, so... There may be details that I don't even know because I know um, I've been knowing BJ, I've been knowing Nikki as long as I've known BJ. <laughs> so um, and some of those times we've definitely been on a journey together. Nice. I've been able to stand off and see and watch. Um, other times have been up close and personal, hands on. Yes. And so um, I'm looking at her today, 
and knowing that she is truly in a different place. Her countenance is different. You know, I, she, she's shining, like, but it's a good thing. It is a good thing. And I know that that's the Lord. And so we haven't um, got to the testimony. I'm already, we haven't even got to right. the oh starting water. <laughs> oh my gosh. So with that, like let's just dive in. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just dive in. Um and Nikki, just you know, start wherever you want. And, All right. Yeah. As I shared with BJ, I'm gonna share a little more than I have previously. So um okay. this is gonna be a little different for me. Um in two thousand and sixteen, my husband of that then 17 years left and when he left I was at a point in my life probably the year before and about the year after I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing because I was hurting from just different things going on in my life from childhood stuff to my marriage and dissolving and all of that stuff so uh, we also have a well my son is now 20 at the time he was 16 I think so anyways so Fast forward about a year after my husband left, I had a girlfriend of mine who said, hey, you know, maybe you should try, you should try dating, mm. kind of seeing what's out. And I was like, I, you know what? I don't really know. I, I've been married for pretty much most of my adult life, right, so I right. don't know anything about this dating thing. So um, a little while later through Facebook, she introduced me to somebody that she knew. Later found out that she didn't, she knew him, but didn't really know him. Okay. Okay. So I met this guy. We started talking on Facebook. Um, then we started talking on the phone. And that was in Jul June of 2017. Um, we talked every day. He, you know, seemed really nice. He lived in Wisconsin. I'm in California, so mm -hmm. there's a... Yeah, you know, obviously a big difference, but he was charming. He, you know, said everything that you want somebody to say. Mm -hmm. He played into, oh, I know the Bible real well. You know, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. it's quits cooks quote scripture like most pastors can. But we all know that the devil can be mask himself as being as God as yeah. being mm -hmm. of a great you know God. Very so. versed, yes. Um, so we talked in June, we talked in July, the end of July, I, he asked me to go out to Wisconsin. I agreed. Now I went when I, my initial trip, when I went out there, nobody knew where I was. Mm -hmm. I, my son knew. Other than that, nobody knew. I wasn't, I lied to my family because I didn't want them to know that I, what I was actually doing, that I was going cross country to meet somebody I had never met. Right. Okay. And he is a, was a truck driver, so not only that, I was going to be on in a truck with him for 10 days. Oh, wow. And that's probably a part of the story that most people don't know because it's um, just not something that it, it's easy to, come, to say that. So the first trip, I went out there, and he seemed nice. There were some indicators that he might have had a bad temper. You know, we got in a couple arguments. Um, but nothing huge, you know. He introduced me to his kids, his family. You know, I was excited. Even oh. though he, I knew in the back of my mind he might be bad news. Okay. It was just a few little things, so. And like, ah, eh, probably. It's right, just whatever. exactly. Yeah, I can overlook this. Exactly. But, yeah, right. You know, okay. he was, I mean, he was tall. In my eyes, he was tall, dark, and handsome. Okay. Like, that was just, you know. Right, okay. Um, seemed to have his life together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came home, and three weeks later, I was going to go, we agreed I'd go back out there 
it was easier for me to travel there versus him here because I wasn't working. Fast forward, it was Friday. I was leaving Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. I think the flight left around 2.30 or 3. Um, my brother and I were at the gym and I was torn. Like I had this, I didn't know whether I wanted to go, mm. whether I didn't. You know, I kept thinking, oh, but I love him. And, you know, and then he was, of course, you know, he's always on the phone. I love you or video chatting mm -hmm. or whatever. We can have this great life together, all this stuff. But yet there was still but something. But yet something was tugging at mm -hmm. me. So my brother and I were talking at the gym and I told him I, we were standing. We, well, we were walking on the trip. Well, not standing, but. <laughs> we were standing. <laughs> yeah. um, um, and he said to me, he said, you know, he goes, you should go because you're never going to know. Mm. otherwise okay. now I'm not saying that my brother was trying to help right you know I want to make that very clear because your brother didn't he didn't because he, he didn't, didn't have any idea of no. what was going on he said side, you're right? never gonna know no of course not right. he was like you're never gonna know he could be the one you're supposed to be with right. like you don't right. know right um so I, I went okay when I got there he didn't even meet me at the airport he had a friend a friend of his meet me that I had met previously uh oh and that raised my initial kind of like, what in the heck is going on? Right. So I went to where he was, and the next couple of days were fine. We hung out. We saw his kids, his grandkids. He took me to some sightseeing, you know. Mm -hmm. Sunday evening, we were going, um, we were at Buffalo Wild Wings watching a Green Bay Packers football game, and I did not know nothing about football. So <laughs> I was just sitting there with his son and a friend of his, Lisa, and she... Him and I were arguing, and when we got we got ready to leave because she was taking us to the truck, and she said, "Don't go with him." Oh, mm -hmm. and she said, "If you go with him, I'm calling your mom, and telling her that you're on the road with him." And I was like, "But she already knows what I'm doing. Like, right. why would you?" And she's like, "I'm telling you, Nikki. I've known him mm -hmm. for 20 years. Okay, something's about to go south." And I was like, "I'm going with him." Oh wow. So I get in the truck, uh, that was Sunday night, um, to Monday was fine. The week was really okay. The, uh -huh. We did, there was nothing during the week. You know, we traveled, we saw, I saw places I'd never seen. I was mm -hmm. still excited. We had got back to Wisconsin after being out on the road for the week. We, he, we had decided we were going to stay at a friend of his house that night. So we decided to go out. We went to dinner. We went to a bar. Mm -hmm. He taught me how to play darts. I think, yeah, that's the round thing, right? Yeah, the yeah, darts. That's darts, yeah. <laughs> I was really good at it. She's um, special, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and my know. mind went blank. Sorry. <laughs> that's um, basketball. <laughs> um, you know, we had a couple drinks. It wasn't, you know, it was mm -hmm. it was a fun night. We went. We got back to his friend's house about two thirty in the morning, and. I'm trying to think. We sat down on the couch and we were like, his friend was like, hey, you guys just watch a movie. You know, just make sure you lock up when you guys go mm -hmm. head back to the truck. Because he had been drinking, so we didn't want to drive right. the distance, right. you know. So anyway, so um, we were finally about 3.30. Yeah, I think it was around 3.30. He said to me, he goes, where's your phone? And I said, my phone is off. It's in my purse. Now, at this point, I'm irritated because when I'm tired, mm -hmm. I'm not pleasant. Right. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> I'm really not. Not when I'm exhausted. So um, that somehow set him off. And mm. he was on the love seat. Or, I'm sorry. I was on the love seat, and he was sitting on the couch. 
when he asked me that. And I was like, you go get my purse and you can turn my phone on. I don't even care. Like, whatever. I huh. don't, okay. never really understood the relevance behind the phone thing. Okay. But for some reason, that upset him. He walked over towards where I was sitting at. And keep in mind, I am... I'm a, you guys can't see me, but I'm a big girl. I'm not small. So mm-hmm. make that very clear. <laughs> um, but he is six foot eight and he was a big, no, I mean, he wasn't heavy, but he was just a big guy. But at six, eight. Yeah. Yes. That's, so yeah. when he walked over to me, he picked me up by my throat. And again, I'm not small. So there was a lot of adrenaline or something going on there. And I ended up on the floor and he had his hands lodged in my throat like he took his thumbs and he was saying that, you know, he was just going to poke holes in, or he was trying to gouge holes in my throat and, you know, he was going to make it where nobody would ever want to talk to me or mm-hmm. see me or anything. And at that point I said to him, just kill me because mm-hmm. the pain and I felt like I was stuck in a nightmare that I was stuck in a, that you only see that stuff in my, in my eyes. You only see that stuff in the movies. Right, like right. it's it's nothing that you see or mm-hmm. but there's blood going everywhere all out of my mouth. Oh wow. And I've had I've had a child, I've had gallstones, I've had all kinds of things and nothing compared to that pain. Right. And I'm screaming and nobody well, halfway screaming and kicking and nobody's coming. So the friend just like is he's just just gone by exactly. this point. Or... Now, we are about 10 feet from his friend's bedroom. Right. After about 20, well, I don't even know what my timeline is. I want to say 20 minutes, right, but right, it right. could have been less than that. Right. Um, his friend came in and sat on the couch. And I just kind of looked at him. And he sat there. And he said, I'm not calling the cops. He goes, because he'll kill all of us. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to be, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm just going to die. Right, And I'm never going to see my family or anything. So I remember walking to the bathroom, and when I looked at myself in the mirror, again, it was nothing short of being in a horror movie. Hmm. You're, there was, I had, I'm not trying to be super, like, gross or anything, but I had blood everywhere. It was all over my face, all over my clothes. It was dripping out of my mouth. Oh, wow. And I took a washcloth and just washed up, and Mm -hmm. I was like, what do I do? Right. You know? By this point, it's like 4 o'clock in the morning. I just went and sat on the couch, and he came and sat next to me. And I said, can you please just take me to your truck, and I'll just go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Like, at that point, my plane was leaving in 12 hours. I just wanted to just be to gone. Just be gone. Yeah. So, and he's like, no, I'm still, I still have alcohol in me and all this. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and he's like, do you love me? Oh. Yeah, I love you. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, you tell him whatever you got to tell right. him. Right. Now you're in survival to, mode, right? I mean, survival mode, exactly. So about an hour later, he said, let's go. So we w- took, took us about 45 minutes to get back to the truck. We get to the truck, and I'm panicking. Because I'm like, I'm going to get out of this truck, and this man is going to run me over. So I was afraid. Like, what do I do when I get there? All my stuff's in his truck. But if I get in his truck, like, this is all the stuff that's going through my mind. Is he going to run me over Right. the truck? So finally, I get in the truck with him, and he was. I was gathering, getting my my stuff together, and he said, "He goes, just sit with me for a minute." And I'm thinking, "Oh my God, this is the last place I want to be." But if I leave, I'm dead. I mean, I just kept thinking he's gonna kill me. Right. So I I laid on the bed with him for a little while, and he was like, "Do you love me?" Yeah, I love you. Do you want to get married? Yeah, let's get married. Like whatever. You want me? I didn't tell him whatever. Right. I got you. And 
he said, we gotta have sex one more time. Ugh, Nikki. And I was just like, oh God, you just gotta get me through this because I just, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was, so I did whatever he wanted. And I was, he's like, I promise I'll let you out of the truck and I won't come after you. Now, and so once we were finished with whatever he was, he felt like the need to do, as I'm get, zipping my bag, he is burning my name in his arm with a lighter. <gasps> he forever has my name on his arm. Whoa. You can smell the burning flesh. And I, when I looked at him, I thought, oh, good Lord, I have met Satan himself. Wow. I could see it in his face. Like, I can still, I'm getting chills right now because I can still see. Right. Like, when I looked at him, all I could That's see like was like. That's like some diabolical yes. stuff right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I got out of the truck and I like ran. I don't say ran because I don't really run, but <laughs> I, as, fast as, as fast as I could walk. Right. I, with my bag in tow, I got going to the truck stop. Now, I'm still a mess. I still mm. have bloody clothes on. Um, I talked to the guy at the desk. I said, I just need to sit somewhere for a little while. I need to clean up. He said, go sit in the driver's lounge and then, you know, there's a bathroom. So I went and cleaned up a little bit. I walked out, came out of the out of there. My bag was sitting on a chair and I would call my mom and I was crying. Right. And I was trying to explain to her what had happened. Mm -hmm. And he walked up behind me and he put his head, I, this is another moment I will never forget. He put his head on my shoulder and I turned my head and I was like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And he's, and he, that's when he took, he took my phone. He threw my phone against the wall and he put, put ended up putting me against the wall and well, he hit my face numerous times when it damaged the top three of, of parts mm -hmm. of my, well, mm -hmm. basically damaged three teeth on my right. top right hand side. So, and he took off running. Wow. And I thought to myself, I'm like, oh my God, I don't even, you know, he's still like, He's on the run. He's going to, in my mind, I kept thinking he's going to kill, he's still going to kill me. So right. anyways, the truck stop called the police. The police came. Okay. Um, they, they were very nice. Got a hold of my mom. Um, were able to do a, um, he also took the money that I had mm -hmm. in my purse. So the truck stop was very gracious. They let my mom and my stepdad charge money, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they mm. basically they ran a credit card for them over the phone, oh, which they don't normally do, wow. but to give me money to travel right, on. Right. Um, so the police came and took a report, and he said, "I'm going to take you to the police station. That I'm going to, but first you got to see that they had called the ambulance. Mm -hmm. uh, they want the, the paramedics wanted me to go to the hospital. Right. I was like, it's not happening. I'm going to the airport. <laughs> right. I'm breathing. I'm alive. I'm going home." And right. I can deal with medical stuff when I get there. Right. Um, went to the police station, did the whole police report thing. And then I went to the airport. Now, when I was sitting in the airport, it was, I never, I will never forget, it was 2.30 in the afternoon because I looked at my clock when it happened. I started crying. And I was crying out to God. And I said, God, forgive him. Hmm. Mm. You know. And I, in my mind, I thought, how in the world, what are you saying? Like, you know, my flesh is like, Nikki, you're, you're stupid. Like, right. how, how can yeah. you forgive somebody? And God said, stop. Mm -hmm. He said, stop. You, I'm, I, you know you have to forgive him. Right. This was not even 10 hours after everything happened. And God just met me in that airport. And he said, everything that's happened in the last 24 hours, or for them, matter, the last three months, 
has happened for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what in the world? I didn't realize the significance of that until when I got home. Flying on the airplane, you know, I was able to talk to, you know, a couple people. And mm -hmm. um, I was very fortunate on the first leg of my journey on the airplane to sit next to a retired pastor mm, who okay. um, was like, are you okay? Yeah, right. And I explained to him, in a nutshell, I didn't go into mm -hmm. full details, but what right. had happened. And he prayed with me. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling peace. Right. You know, and he said, I don't know you, but... God has, has got something for you. And the only mm. way to show you was to completely break you. Mm. And I remembered in that moment that my pastor had said you, a few years prior mm -hmm. about stuff being melted. Gold sometimes mm -hmm. has to be melted down. Right. So that, that just really stuck in my head. Right. So when I came home, I got off the airplane. Mm -hmm. And you too. And Will. <laughs> Allie's husband also. Um, we're there to help. So they were there at the airport to meet me. Um, my mom and my stepdad were in New York. Or not, I'm sorry. They were in Pennsylvania, not yeah. New York. Um, so BJ needed support. <laughs> so and he knew I would, I'd be okay with Will and Allie. Yeah, and... Um... Trust me, that's not because I consider Nikki like consider Nikki as a sister, and you never want to pull up and see somebody in that condition. Like I'm one of those, I won't break down. I'll right. just be the strong one all the time, and then you know I'm always in. I'll get in crisis mode, and let's do what we got to do. Right. And you know I'm here for you. I got you, girl. Yeah. We in this together. You know, kind of deal. But then when it's all said and done, you know, it, it's it's right. a heartbreak. And I'm just like, what animal, in my mind, Right. I'm thinking, what animal would do this to a human being? You know what? You get right. me? Yeah. I mean, guys, even though, even if you don't, you don't know Nikki personally, physically, she's a beautiful woman. Spiritually and inside, she's a beautiful woman. Thank you. And so just to see her broken like that, like I've seen her go through stuff, but this was a place of complete brokenness. Yes. It hurts, you know. Yeah, it, it's. Um, I'm thankful that you guys were there. We're all there, you know. And the, um, so the next couple of weeks, I went into. I didn't didn't buy a new phone, I, nothing. But what I realized amongst all that was my phone had phone numbers in it. My phone had contacts in it that people I had no business being associated mm. with. Okay. So through all that, one of the things God reminded me was your phone's not relevant because those who should be in your life mm. are still in your life. Right, right. Um, and to this day, I have about a third of the contacts that I had, and that wow. was two years ago, that I had then on my phone. Right. And um, so the next few weeks, it was a struggle. I didn't, as, as you guys know, I didn't yeah. want to go anywhere. I, you know, Allie... Drug me to life to a life group Bible study. Um, um, Come on, but, girl, you gonna live life. Come on, right? I know you've been through this, but we going right? through this. You healing, girl, exactly. Healing. Um, but in the next couple of months, God just really took me to a place of searching and trying to figure out who I was. Right. Now I thought I had I thought I had accomplished that, like, mm -hmm. I, and I did in a lot of ways. Like that was a breaking point in my life. Where God just like base almost destroys you because he, that's the only way the only way you're gonna wake up right and really like focus on Him and what His purpose is for your life. So yeah, so the next I'm gonna say the next year and a half, well, almost the next two years mm -hmm. was a journey. We went I went to you know 
I didn't go to church for a while because I, I was, I had bruises. My mouth was a mess for all, like nine months. You know, there was things. So I just really didn't feel comfortable going mm -hmm. to church. Now I should have gone, but I didn't. Right. But, um, so then amongst all that, I ended up going to another church for a period of time. And in the last like four <laughs> months, God has, has brought everything full circle to me. Mm -hmm. um, because God has, and still, it all reflects back to that situation for me. It all reflects back to that moment in that airport in Wisconsin because <clears throat> I realized looking back that no matter what somebody does to you, mm -hmm. no matter what you go through, you first of all, we need to forgive because God forgives us. Right. And as far as where I'm at now, the last three or four months just brought it, like I said, it brought everything full circle. Mm -hmm. um, I've been able to reestablish my identity, not only as, as Nikki, you know, here on earth, but I've more importantly for me, I've been able to, I, I've been able to re-identify myself with who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. And as painful as everything was, I would go through it all again. Mm-hmm. If it, if, if it meant God having to remind me right. of my value and my worth, okay. you know, so, you know, my hopes is, is that I have a desire to want to help other women and mm -hmm. teenage girls in particular, you know, online dating, you know, there's all kinds of dating sites, right? There's probably hundreds of them. I don't even really know. Right. Right. Um, and even Facebook has a dating thing. Yeah. I saw that. I'm, I'm like, pretty sure this come from? I'm pretty sure Instagram at some point is going to have one. I yeah, don't know. Even since it was like, no Tom, uh, no Mark, I don't need a date. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, seriously, get off my back right. with this. <laughs> but I, I think it's powerful for, and I say teenage girls, but I, I was 42. Women, just in general. Grown women. Right? Grown like, women, yeah. You know, just, it, it, it's a scary place out there. And it, it's, you know, you meet people and, oh, backtracked it for just a second. After everything was said and done, mm -hmm. I did a background check on this man. This man had spent like nine years total in jail. Oh, wow. And part of the time in prison for domestic violence. Wow. Um, and since then, there has been other Four other cases against him. Mm. He's finally in jail. They oh, finally okay. caught him after all finally. this time. Wow. But there's been four other women that have reached out to me. Oh, wow. Well, they actually wanted me to go and testify, but that was not happening. Right, right. Um, but, you know, so it's it, it's a pattern for these guys. Right. And, you know, I mean, I understand there are women out there who do it too. But for guys in particular, you know, it, it's a pattern. And it's, you've got to be careful about who you're associating yourself with okay, and making sure you really know people. Right. And just because somebody else says, Oh, I know them. You need to find out if they really know them. I think we said that, um, we talked about that when we did the social media thing. Yeah, we, were like, we did. Yeah, we did. We said, I was saying, you know, a lot of times because you know how Facebook is like, Oh, well, because you know this person and people just want to add you because right. you know this person, but I don't know you. Exactly. I've never laid eyes on you. Exactly. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. That's not happening. Right. Denied. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's um, I think it's, I say this all the time. It's a crazy world we live in. Right, all kinds it of is. Things. But um, yeah, so that that's that's in a nutshell. That's my story. I um, you know, my biggest thing for me is is just really when you can learn when you find that place to seek out God and the, the true the trueness of 
who you are and the mm -hmm. difference that you, no matter what we've went through, the difference we can all make right. if we put our stories out there. You know, I, I did a Facebook live last year mm -hmm. and it, I don't know, it was viewed a couple thousand times, shared numerous times. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I had many people reach out to me and I, okay. it wasn't like, I, you know, I had one smart aleck person says, well, you're just trying to get attention. And I'm like, no, anybody who knows me that knows that that's far from the truth. Right, right. But what I'm trying to do is just to make people aware Absolutely. That, um, using your platform. Using, yeah, exactly. Use using platform. it. And I had a um, somebody in my a second cousin who mm -hmm. said she private messaged me and mm -hmm. she's like, I went through the almost the exact wow. same thing. Look at that. You know, and so it, it's yeah. One of the things I wanna I wanna um, just touch on a little bit um, is is that I heard you say you know God will totally break you down. I think in that is is that. It's not it's not necessarily God doing the breaking down and destroying you like that, mm. but He's allowing it. Yes, that's what Wrong that's the difference. Yes. Yeah. So because I, and I only say that to clarify it because Pete, I don't want anybody saying, "Yeah, see, I'm going through this because God is." You know, no, we already struggle right. with that right. kind you're of right. thing. Yes. God will. God is. You know, that kind of God. He's going to break me down. Right. He's going to tear me down. But that's not the kind of God that no, we serve, and that's not who He is. So just just on that note, just know that God. But He does allow us exactly. when we make those choices. He always has the good for us, mm -hmm. and He wants us to turn to that good. But it's always our choice to go, you know what, God, I'm just going to do my own thing right now, right. you know, and I'm not making light of it, Nikki, no, no, don't, no, no, no. don't get I, me wrong. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not at all, but everybody knows that's how I talk. So that, you know, that's, right. that's what it is. And then, um, the person that you were going into the online dating versus the person that you are now, do you think, what do you say to, to the ladies that are coming, that are, that have just gotten out of, you know, say, like you said, you've been married most of your life, mm -hmm. you're raising your son, you know, so pretty much your identity and everything who you thought you were was mm -hmm. tied into yes. that. And yes. now all of a sudden you find yourself in a place where that's no longer, yeah, you're still raising your son, but you know, what you used to know as far as the marriage is now gone. Mm -hmm. You're looking at, I have a teenage son that eventually soon he's going to be an, a young adult, mm -hmm. you know, so mom isn't needed as much, right. you know. So what do you say to women that are on that brink that are like, oh, well, you know what? I'll just go online. I'll meet somebody. What do you say uh, to that? My, my response to that is you need to work, your, fix yourself mm -hmm. and work on who you are before you even try to date anybody else. First of all, you're not ready emotionally. Second of all, it's not fair to that man that you're trying to date. Mm. Even if he's a good man. Right. That's not fair to him to mm -hmm. kind of have somebody fresh out of a out of a breakup. And right. I say that for marriage and just people dating all mm -hmm. of, all right. around, but for my in my case, I had you're right. I had been married for a long time. My identity wasn't my husband and my son. Mm -hmm. And you you lose your identity sometimes. Mm -hmm. You just do. Um I I don't want to say I lost mine too much, but there's parts of me I lost yeah. way more than I should have. Right. Um, so now, yeah, so it, it's my biggest thing is just wait. Find yourself. If you're broken from your marriage, if there's hurt, seek seek help mm -hmm. and seek God right. first. Seek God. Find a church. If you don't go to church, if you go to church, talk to your pastor. Talk, right. to, your, talk to your elders. Um, but just find that, the, that foundation of, right. of healing. 
And sometimes I know healing can be take a long time, mm-hmm. but it's something that I've learned is it doesn't necessarily have to take a long time. Right. Okay. You know, when you can surrender, um, a, a couple months ago, I went to a re- an encounter and Mm-hmm. After all these years, not beyond just that, but even different stuff with my marriage, mm-hmm. I was able to surrender to God. Right. Stuff that I've been holding on to for 15 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, 20 years. I mean, there, and so it's powerful in that. Mm-hmm. And so until you can rediscover yourself and right. who you are and who you're meant to be in this world and who God meant, more importantly, who God's intended for right. you to be, right. don't even date. I mean, that... Yeah, that, I can't say that enough. Right, and I, right. You know, and I've still dated off and on. I, I, I you know. Um. She ain't allowed to date, y'all. <laughs> I'm 45 and yet they treat me like I'm 15. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta meet him at the door. Gotta uh, meet him at my the brother door. Gotta get the approval. <laughs> Both of them standing at the door. What you want? <laughs> Who you here to right. see? <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, just gotta be ready. And and it's um, if you're not, because I still continue to date after that. Okay. And it wasn't until, like I said, the last about four four or five months that I really mm-hmm. really discovered that, you know, yeah, it's not about. First of all, life's not about being with somebody else. Mm-hmm. You need to be happy with yourself right. in general, but. Right. Um, coming out of that, yeah, you got to have self healing and you got to right. allow God to work in your life. <laughs> how do you how did you know how do you know you're ready? That's actually been just very recent for me. Um, what what happened for for me is that God showed me the picture of a man. Okay, and it's not it's not like physical man. Like this was I don't know how to explain it, but God showed me because I was like God, you know, you I need you to t- I need help. You know, am I ready to to really dig date? And what, if I am, what kind of man do I need to date? You know what I mean? Or do I need to talk to or seek out? Right. And he, God showed me this picture in my quiet time of this man. And on the, it was just like a silhouette. And it mm. just had all the characteristics mm. that a man needed to have oh, for wow. me. Now, some of them are not going to be for the next woman. Right. right. You know, so I believe that each of, the, each of us has that person that mm-hmm. has those characteristics written all over them that's designed for us absolutely um so yeah i mean that's i haven't tried really dating lately so you know um we'll see what happens <laughs> so then my question and after this experience of online dating are you abs- are you close to that or are you still open and if you're open are there certain certain precautions like you have this checklist that you're going to go through before i you know what i mean i'm I'm going to say this kind of reluctantly. Yeah. I'm not necessarily opposed to it. Okay. I think that it can be done. And I, I've known a lot of people that met that way. Mm-hmm. Um, for that matter, I met Tyler's dad that way. Right. Like we met, you know, right. I mean, and he's, yeah. you know, he's yeah. a great guy. So, yeah. Um, and I've known other people, my mom and my stepdad, they met online. Yeah. I mean, I could go on for, right. you know, Yeah. So Absolutely. conceptually, yeah. no, it's not a bad idea. Right. But I think that... Do I think flying across the country to meet somebody is a good idea? No. I will say this. If I was going to meet somebody that I met online, mm-hmm. I could, first of all, make sure they're real. Okay. Like, this is, I was just talking about this with somebody at work today. Video chat with them. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you call them. Make sure you know their address. Make sure, you know, if you're really getting, trying to, to like, meet somebody, mm-hmm. that none of that stuff should be an issue. Right. You right. know, try to say, oh, hey, you know, say, 
I don't know. That's just kind of my your thought. Social security number, your driver's license, and I, and I, I will tell you. Free? <laughs> I'm not. This is not even joking. I pay for one of the online things now because hey. I've done I've done met crazy. So, but I don't even think that's a bad idea. It is really there, there, there is, I don't remember, my mind went blank again, but the one I pay for, it tells you everything mm-hmm. about the person without getting all up in their social security number. But let me tell you, our daughter at one point was venturing to do, was dating somebody. And because we had great connections, we had him checked out right. and we we're like, run, run. No, right. It's no. See, and that's mm-hmm. serious. I, mean, I I also have somebody that I can refer to mm-hmm. that yep. and they're, you know, so yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. I guess in a nutshell, it's just be careful if you are going to do it. If you're, if you're, if you are a teenager, absolutely positively don't even mess with that stuff at all. Right. It makes that very clear. Um, first of all, if you're a teenager, you shouldn't even be dating. That's just my opinion. But well, I mean, um, I, I could go on for days right. about that. But I mean, and the reality is teens are doing it, yep. but I figure teens, why would you need Tinder, Blender, and all this other stuff. When you've got a whole campus, you get me. No, I agree. Totally with you. accessible I agree. I to you. I don't necessarily think the that, mall. I don't necessarily know. think online dating is huge for teenagers. I don't think so either. Um, I think you honestly. I think you have a lot of people my age. I think you have mm-hmm. people that have been married for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is in case of women, not as men, because you know I I, I can't speak for men, but right. Um, I can't yeah. tell you the horror stories. Um, Cecily actually did a pod, was running yeah, a podcast for a while. Should have swiped right. Uh, Should have swiped left. And her her stories, like she put a twist on it where it ended up you couldn't do anything but laugh about it. But a lot of the stuff that she shared, this is what was right. going on with, with online dating. She's like, Mom, I'm tired of you know people sliding into my DM and telling me all they want to do is chill. And right. I mean, they it, blatantly are coming out like that is the, you this know, is. Oh they're goodness. out for sex. This is it. That's, That's all the new they want. Dating. I'm on um, on I'm I part of a like a support group for divorced people mm-hmm. on Facebook, and you, the stories are just interesting. Yeah. But one of the things that we all talk about, most of them are my age. Well, there's actually a lot of them in their fifties, but then the people getting out there trying to date. Yeah, it's like hilarious because I, I could imagine you, if you're if you're corresponding <laughs> with a guy, they're at, I mean, or they're sending you pictures, yes. unsolicited pictures, unsolicited. I'm just like, if I can be that real, like yeah, Cecily's like, I don't want you to open see up it. I didn't open ask up a text for message. It. I had this happen oh, once, and I'm like, dude, what in the world? <laughs> I don't need to see that, like. <laughs> no shame. No shame whatsoever. No, no it's no. really not. Um, you know, so yeah, so as far as, you know. Wow. I, I mean, I would be lying if I say I do. I have two people I do talk to. They're not local, but I've been talking to them for over three or four years. Okay. Um, so I, I'm going to put, I'm being honest. Like right, I'm not, no, yeah. Um, but I'm also not trying, <laughs> my brother's We're going to talk later. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? Well, we don't um, expect you to become a nun because mm. you know what I'm saying? And you don't want this experience. Boy, if you guys could see, this is why we need to go live. Allie tripping BJ. right now. If y'all can see their tripping. faces. If you can see his face, BJ's face yeah. is comical. BJ's favorite. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but all kidding aside though, I mean, you still have to live life yeah however you do. when it comes just like with all things you still want to be you still want to use wisdom and you still want to be of wise course. and you want to you know and you definitely your what you experienced you want to be able to say okay what did i learn coming out of that right right i'm you not know? i believe yeah. god has 
somebody for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. And I don't necessarily think that that's, that person is in Victorville. <laughs> okay. I'll leave that there. <laughs> um, I'm just saying that person could be on the other side of the world. I really don't know. And it's not my place to, right. to correct God's actions as far as right. you know, right. the path that God has. So, you know, I, I, don't, I, I have a mindset right now in my life is if somebody's meant to be in my life, it, it, uh-huh. God's going to show me what I need. God right. knows what I need to see. God knows the kind of man that I need. Uh-huh. So when I see that, and then I'll entertain it, right. whether they're here or whether they're in Florida or whether they're in Africa. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. So that's, yeah, that's my take on that, if that makes sense. No, it makes absolute, um, it makes absolute sense. It, it's right on. It is definitely and spot on. One of the things that's crazy about the testimony is, and I don't think, you and I haven't talked at, at, at length about this, but is being able to hear God's voice mm. in the midst of a horrific event. You know, that, that's very true. And it, it's, I think, I will say this, I, and I can't say this for sure, but I believe because of how God met me in the airport, broken, everything, and how in the last couple months how God's met me even more, that I think God speaks to more people than people realize. A lot of people don't listen to God. There's a difference mm. between God speaking to you right. and you listening to God. Absolutely. You know, so for me, I still, even at, it took me about a year to, to kind of recover from that process. And then it took, you know, once I initially told my story and then it's all still a process, but I'm not mad no more. I know God, every little piece and every little move God made and designed for a reason. Right. Or, or not to say God made, but God allowed for the for mm-hmm. purpose of sure. knowing mm-hmm. that who I am today, you know, right. I just I'm thankful, I'm blessed. Well, we are very thankful too because that that situation could have just totally gone all kind of ways. But we know that um, even through the prayers, even at the times that we're not praying and we're not walking right, there's somebody else praying on our behalf, right. and. You know, God will honor those prayers and seek those prayers in you. And because you're the child, because you're his child, even though, you know, whatever we, you know, our flesh gets in the way and and we do silly stuff, you're still the child of the king and he still so desires to protect you. And he protected you, like totally protected you. And so we're thankful for that. And we give God the praise. I mean, totally give God the praise for that because that could have just been all kind of uglies. And I know for your mom, it was just, you know, like, look, you know, she's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. You know, that, that's, that was a tough place, but that's also testimony to her of how real God right. is, you know, even right. in that yeah, ugly, absolutely. God, and it, God, and again, God allows things and God allowed it to happen when he knew he, she wouldn't see me. Yeah. Right when I came Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. yeah. She would have lost her mind. Yeah. And, you know, just let me just flip this, flip the tables on that for a second and talk to those that are on the receiving end as far as loved ones have been going through mm. a situation like this. A couple episodes ago, we talked about, um, and you've been posting it on the, the group, there's unity in the community. Yes. And it's really important. We, we talked about fellowshipping with like-minded people and building those relationships. Yes. When I got the call from my sister from the airport, uh, my mom had initially called me, kind of told me what happened, and initially I was filled with guilt. Because I, I was the one that had said, hey, go. Right. But then I talked to my sister, 
And I, I saved the voicemail for months and months afterwards. Mm-hmm. Then I realized I needed to let it go, right. you know, because it wasn't right. healthy. But the, this was like 7-ish in the morning. First people, and I was home alone. Um, I'm an emotional person anyways. You know, <laughs> and my sister's my best friend. And yeah. um, first people that I call and contact are Will and Ellie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey. I need to come over. Like, I don't even think I asked. I said, hey, I, I'm coming over, basically, is what I said. Yeah, you did. And they yeah. were selling their pajamas and everything. And um, yeah. I came in, and, and I sat down on the couch and um, briefly told them what happened. And their initial reaction was, how can we help? Yeah. Not not just, hey, we're going to pray, but it's like, what 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 can we do? Mm-hmm. And when I mentioned that I was going down to the airport, they said, okay, what time? This is exactly what they said. said, what time are we leaving? Mm-hmm. There wasn't, hey, can we go? It was like, what time are we leaving? Yeah. And it was so thankful to have that support system there right, right. Um, because I would not have handled it as well. Right. And I was praying the whole time, um, but seeing my sister come off uh, the, the stairs um, with the, the, the black, the, it, to me it was a disfigured face. Right. Physically it was a disfigured face and um, was not this, the same person that, had left exactly and then the days it followed it was just me and my sister for a little while and i wouldn't except for her to go to sleep mm-hmm. she wasn't out of my sight right <laughs> but i remember that she wouldn't that she didn't like the dark that much initially mm. the even the smallest sound would trigger something right she would literally when she said she wouldn't leave the house she literally would not leave the house at all. It's almost like a PTSD. It was. Like and she would, she could, wouldn't yeah. be... I don't know if this was her more me, but I wouldn't leave her alone. Right. Even when my mom came home, wouldn't leave her alone. Right. And we had to go through the motions. Yeah. You know? Uh, no, it didn't It didn't directly happen to us, but it did happen to well, because, a loved one. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so as she went through this recovery process, mm-hmm. my initial thing was the guilt Right. And I after I didn't carry that for too long, fortunately. Yeah. Um, after a couple of weeks, I kind of let that go, and um, then I went to anger. And uh, if I could be very transparent with you guys, um, I, I had to set my Jesus aside for for a mm-hmm. moment in my mind, and I was like, I want to go, I want to go and hurt this person, and, and hurt. Yeah. I said, I'm going to call my dad, and we're going to take a road trip, Woo! and we're going to go handle business. Now, y'all. <laughs> Their daddy. I say they daddy. <laughs> something else. Their daddy is something. You know, but so that was a process yeah. that we had, that I had to work through. Right. And I knew that I, I, I wasn't supposed to have that thought. Right. And so I had to pray that through right. and work it out with God. But I can just say, just for somebody that's, for if you have a family member that's coming out of any kind of uh, situation like this, mm-hmm. the domestic violence, the most important thing you can do is love them yes and know that you're not going to be able to quote unquote fix them because that's not your responsibility right you know so don't try fixing them just be a shoulder from the cry on Mm -hmm. be somebody they can laugh with be somebody that 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 they can vent to right don't worry about anything else god's gonna work through that in time Yes, as long as you take and as long as you take it to to God, you know he can't he can't fix or be in the middle of anything unless he's invited. Absolutely, because he's not intrusive like right. that. He's a gentleman, right. you know. And so, um, yeah, I know what the Old Testament says, but <laughs> I'm back on the New Testament, guys. Um, but he is. He's a gentleman, and so he's not going to be involved in anything unless you say, you know what, God, I need you. I'm coming right. to you on behalf of you know who 
whoever right. that individual may be. And and BJ, you're so right. I think a lot of times when we, some of the things that we go through are situations, circumstances we find ourselves in, we don't, and, and this is not a dig at you, Nikki, so no, it's no, not it's a personal right. dig, but I'm saying it to say, um, to back up what he said is that um, the choices that we make or the things that we do, it does, it's a, it is a ripple effect. Yes. Right. And um, a pastor has said this so cool, um, so so eloquent one time. He said, sometimes the other people around, they're the collateral damage. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're the collateral damage. That's so true. And it's very true. You know, I've experienced, you know, I haven't experienced anything that extreme, but in, you know, things that, you know, maybe because of somebody else right. or whatever, we get affected, right. you know, so it, it's that, right. It's that ripple effect. Yeah. It's like when so, you throw, mm-hmm, throw a rock in the water. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, like you said, you know, you just first, first and foremost is first, we got to get on our knees and just pray it yes. through. We pray yeah. it through, yes. you know, and, and ask the Lord, you know what, Lord, you know, I may not be able to fix it. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I may not know what to say just, you know, but I need you to just be here right. with us right. because I didn't know what to say either. After, I, you know, I saw you come off the thing. All I could do is just, I, I'm here. That's right. it. That's it. And, you know, talking about what, what you guys were just talking about it, I can't imagine going through coming off that plane and not having so like I'm sitting here thinking about that as you right. guys are talking and I'm yeah. thinking for me because I know my family I know my friends that are like family and mm-hmm. I know that no matter what at the end of the day I have support right. no matter what goes on but I was th- sitting here thinking like day three of being home just me and my brother mm-hmm. we had to go to the grocery store oh wow <laughs> do you remember that yes. oh. I'm a mess yeah and my eyes are still swollen mm-hmm. everything and I had to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I, it took me forever to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going in. And he's like, well, you're not staying here alone, so you kind of don't have a choice. But I remember just walking in the grocery store and almost like a robot. Like, mm-hmm. let's just get what we need to get and leave. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. And But he was so, BJ was so just comforting about everything. And he's right. right. Mm-hmm. The nights that I just, you know, that I it was like I'm not sleeping in the dark and actually the first couple nights I slept in the living room mm-hmm. mm. and he slept on the recliner oh wow yeah because and so it just does make such a difference and people you know and then like you guys making me go to life to the life group and Bible <laughs> study you know also makes a difference especially when you look back on it you think you know if you didn't have that right. dark places can lead to tragic choices absolutely oh, oh I like oh, that hey. mic drop hey. what Say that again for the people. <laughs> oh, I like that. So that, yeah, I mean, that's my... That's no, no, she means say it again, literally. Literally, say it again. You want me to say it again? Yeah. Yes. That just came into my head. So. You can't remember, folks. <laughs> Dark choices. Dark choices leave, lead to tragic places. Oh. Choices that we make you know, in the darkest of times, mm-hmm. they can lead you... You have a cho- Even in the dark times, you have a choice to make. Right. You either stay there... And destroy your life, or you climb out of it, which is what I chose to do. Which means that if you stay there, that's exactly where the enemy wants That's right. You. And then, see, that was the thing the day that I was in the airport in, in Milwaukee, was that's what God was telling me. If you don't forgive him, the enemy wins. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I was just like, yeah, the enemy can't win. I'm still alive. You know, God, you had me. Right. You know, so, yeah. Absolutely. Well, amen. It is so awesome. It is. 
So as we are looking towards the end of this uh, episode, if there's somebody, mm. I know teenage girls in particular are really mm. heavy in your heart. If there's a young lady that's in this a similar situation mm. right now, because I just really feel the Lord's just pressing, and uh, that when somebody somebody's going to listen to this podcast, mm. and they're going to be in the midst of this situation, mm. what would you say to that young lady that's in the situation right now? Um. First of all, I'd say don't give up. Don't give up on hope. You have hope and faith and just really pray. I mean, honestly, a lot of people say, well, just it's just prayer. It's just prayer, but it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Pray and just allow God to move inside of you. And if you, are in a, if you are in a situation that's in the dark, meaning nobody else knows, right. tell somebody. Because if you don't tell somebody, the darkness is never going to go away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't bring light to something that mm-hmm. nobody knows about. So that's just, mm. and then, you know, really just seek God and seek prayer and just, um, and talk to people. You know, if you don't want to talk to your parents, you know, find somebody, mm. you know, at church or school or somebody right. and just talk to them and good advice. It can't get, it's no simpler than that. No, it's, it's it, it is that simple. And so Nikki, wow. Thank you for being so transparent and open. Thank and you guys for allowing me. To yeah. Be here. Mm-hmm. This is what, you know, we this, need to hear. This People is what it's about. This. this is what Absolutely. it's about. More of this is coming. Uh, if you have a testimony, we can, uh, we have ways we can record it over the phone mm-hmm. so we can do that. If that's what you want to do, let us know. Yeah. Is this kind of stuff is, we can talk about what what the Word of God says, mm-hmm. but seeing the Word of God being applied in someone's oh, life God. can do so much yes. for your own relationship with Christ. Absolutely. And uh, if you would like to get in contact with Nikki, you can email us here at the yeah. God Spot, and we will make sure you, and we will forward mm-hmm. over your information to her. And that email address is Godspot three sixteen at gmail dot com. That's right. That's not a new email address. That's the one we've had all along. <laughs> But somebody, not mentioning names, Allie. Just forgot the 316. <laughs> <laughs> but it is godspot316 at gmail.com. All right, guys. It's been a blessing. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you guys thank for you. having me very much. Absolutely. This is episode five. It Woo! is completed. Episode six coming next week, of course, every Monday. It's December. Hope you guys are having a blessed one. And I'm going to challenge you guys. Instead of just making it about the gifts, receiving gifts is really cool. I'm going to challenge you. Find two strangers this holiday season that you can give back to them, Mm. however you choose. Just imagine if just each person took two people and made a difference in their life this holiday season. Maybe by a simple, hey, God loves you, or here, hey, here's a bottle of water, here's a blanket, here's a toy. You never know what God's going to place in your heart to That's give right. somebody or who he's going to place in your path. Uh, we'll just be praying for uh, divine appointments. Absolutely. Divine appointments for all of us because we're all out there in uh, you know, out there in public now, touching people, right. getting connected. So we'll just be in prayer for divine appointments. Absolutely. All right, guys. That's it for this episode of the Gospel Podcast, powered by Elevated Faith. Share the Facebook group. We want to see it grow, not because of the numbers, but because we know that God is going to do some really cool things. Amen. So remember, there is unity in the community. You've been listening to the Gunspot Podcast, powered by Elevated Faith. Don't forget, new episodes are released every Monday across social media and your favorite podcast platforms. Can't hear us on your favorite podcast platform? Send us an email at gunspot at gmail.com and let us know. And don't forget, for prayer, encouragement, and much, much more, 
check out the Elevated Faith Facebook group. The intro and outro music is a song called Let It Go, powered by J Someday Music. You can find her at soundcloud.com forward slash J Someday or on Instagram at J Someday. Until next week, have a blessed and favored week. <laughs>